welcome to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. In this episode, we're going to talk about some embarrassing stories. Yeah. Have a, have a few on deck. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> Not quite sure. Um, but before we jump into that, just want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.com slash Jensen. If you don't know, BetterHelp.com is an affordable private online counseling service with unlimited access to licensed therapists. And it's a super simple to sign up. You just fill out a questionnaire and you're matched with a licensed therapist and you begin counseling as quickly as that day. Mm-hmm. And face-to-face counseling usually costs 150 to $250 per session, but betterhelp.com slash Jensen can be affordable as $35 a week. It's amazing. Um, you must be 18 or older to use the service, and it is a weekly counseling service, not a crisis line. Um, there is a link in the show notes, or just go to betterhelp.com slash Jensen and begin uh, your road to health Yes. Today. Okay. Today's show. Um, we were talking earlier. We have this discussion. We, we typically, behind the scenes uh, for you, <laughs> typically we record on in Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. um, for Tuesday's show um, is how, how it's been going. <laughs> and Sunday morning on our walk to church, uh, one of us will bring it up of uh, what do we want to podcast about today? Yep. And we both say... I don't know. What do you think we should podcast about today? <laughs> so we decided for this podcast to just uh, do a little bit of story time and see where it goes. Um, we typically will have conversations and they, they end up always going somewhere. Um, with, Definitely somewhere. With something. Like last episode, uh, episode 17, if anything goes viral. Um, in that episode, we started with talking about, does anything actually go viral? And a piece of a book that I had read. And then by the end of that conversation, we were deep into Sarah's mind um, <laughs> on whether or not uh, she truly believes that her work has value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you know, you never know where conversation is going to start. And, and I figured, you know, the last two or three uh, episodes have been a little more heavier uh, mm-hmm. on the content. So going to do just a little bit of a storytelling. Yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see where we end up. Pretty much. So as far as embarrassing um, stories, I do not embarrass easily. Right. Um, I, I I think maybe it's because, like, I am confident, mm-hmm. like, in, like, who I am or something. And I've always been, like, a kind of goofball. Like, as a kid, I was always, like, class clown. Like You're also like, quick-witted. So, like... If something happens, you like, I mean, immediately you spin it. Yeah. You know? So I, yeah, I can like, yeah, spin things. Like even if in the, in that second, like I said something that would have been embarrassing, you know, but right. maybe I like spun it around and it wasn't as embarrassing or something. Um, Whereas but- I'm the opposite. I get embarrassed about everything because I don't want people to pay attention to me. And... Um, I'll think of something that I said in a regular conversation from 10 years ago and still be embarrassed about it. You know, like it's, it's absurd. Yes. Sarah, I I don't know why. I mean, I am terrified of being embarrassed. I don't know what it is. Like I, I, I guess it's probably that I really don't, I'm not good at being like the center of attention and that usually when you're embarrassed, everybody's attention is on you. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that's why, but I I have a real fear of being like humiliated or embarrassed. So much so that I just like keep quiet pretty much all the time. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I feel like we all have like a basic I know, fear but I, of like did, em, like no, I don't think anybody relishes in being embarrassed. No, I know, but I like it legitimately. I think like. I should say something in this conversation. Oh, but I don't know actually if this will come off right or if I'm going to say something stupid because usually that's what happens when I talk is like I just like fumble over my words. And so I just usually I just don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So your fear of embarrassment is is holding you back or saving me from embarrassment. But what like if you had a good life. 
If you, but if you had more embarrassing moments, we'd have more stories to tell in this podcast. Yeah, but I'd be embarrassed about telling them. But it's still So fun. I wouldn't tell them because I've told embarrassing stories before. Like, I, he asked me for this podcast. He was like, let's tell embarrassing stories. I literally can't think of one. That's how much I tried to not get embarrassed. Like, I don't have one specific story that's like, oh my gosh, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I don't have that that I can think of. Because I try so hard for that to not happen. But, like, even just, like, recounting a story that I thought was, like, maybe embarrassing and I'm telling somebody, that actually becomes my most embarrassing moment. I'm like, why did I say this out loud? I'm such an idiot. (laughs) I just thought of probably your most embarrassing moment in your life. And we'll get to that after I tell my stories. Okay. <laughs> I, I I was trying to rack my brain earlier of something like other embarrassing things. And it wasn't necessarily an embarrassing thing that you specifically did, but it was very embarrassing for you. And I'm excited what? to tell it. Embarrassing for... <laughs> see, that makes me feel embarrassed. What? <laughs> I'm very confused. Uh, but first, <sighs> we will... Uh, I, I was thinking about like my most embarrassing moments and... Like I said, I don't get embarrassed easy. So the, I feel like as far as I can remember, maybe at some point I'll, I'll remember something else. But as far as I can remember, this is like the most Im- actual embarrassed. Like I f- like felt it throughout my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like I felt very embarrassed in this moment. Was this was probably uh, seven like years ago, um, six, seven years ago, somewhere around there. It was it was quite a while ago is when we were first living in Tulsa. Um, we were living in the same house with Sarah's brother and sister-in-law, um, his wife. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Duncan and Jess, and we were like, we were all best friends and we all went to the lake together and we're like out and we're camping and we're just like, you know, doing all the campy things, um, at the, the Oklahoma Lake. Mm-hmm. And, we that night um came and it was like crazy dark um and i was i don't know i was just being stupid being silly or something and we were just talking about like how dark it is and i went um down by the water away from our little campsite and and this is only like i don't know like 20 yards or something i mean maybe not even that far like it was pretty dang close like but we'll just go over 20 20 yards for the story mm-hmm. and i uh they the three of them were like we can barely see you and i was like i'm totally naked right now and they're like no you're not and i was like uh i actually wasn't um but then like uh i turned around to to moon them and i pulled my pants down and i was like i'm actually have my pants down and they're like we can't see anything and so then i just like ran into the water and just started skinny dipping and then the uh three of them um came out to swim and so we like started um skinny dipping except for sarah because of her uh, <laughs> fear of embarrassment in any possible way yep. to take the risk and and free, I'll free herself ri- i'll take risks in different ways. Yeah. Calculate risk I, that the, the no, calculation is very clear. No, I, I assess, probably won't embarrass myself in yeah, this moment. I assess situations and I say, is this going to be potentially embarrassing? Yes, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it was so like, it was so dark that like, you I couldn't mean, see you, can, you could barely see your own hand in front of your face. So it was like the perfect skinny dipping scenario. Mm. Sarah still is uh, out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that last... I also refuse to fall into peer pressure. That's probably some of it, too. That's true. Because Cody pressures me to do things all the time, and I refuse to do anything out of peer pressure. So. I, try to, I try to get you to step out of your comfort zone, which pushes you back. No, it doesn't even push you into your comfort zone. It's more so you're in your comfort zone, and you, you have a large bucket of spite that you can pour out at <laughs> any time. That's true. <laughs> and I'm just not peer I'm just not peer pressured. That I that's never been a thing that I've struggled with. So, so. You, and even if you try to use reverse psychology, doesn't like, work. No, I know what you're doing. Yep. I'll do what I want. <laughs> you, <laughs> even if even if that is something that I really want to do, I'll do it later. I'll I will not do it right now because I know that you specifically want me to do that thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. 
embarrassed to say that about myself. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> uh, uh, so I can be spiteful. Um, anyways, we, so we skinny dip, I mean, it's probably only like 10 minutes. It, it gets, I don't know. It was like, yeah, it was it, nothing. Boring. Um, yeah. like it's, yeah. Cause what at, you do? At, at the, like, I mean, after the moment of like, you did that, like, okay. Like who I'm, cares? I'm like naked in this really dark lake that is probably disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just like, okay, well let's go back and eat some marshmallows or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. Then it was the next day. Uh, the the morning sun had come and we are all out in the water and we're just like floating and swimming and you know doing whatever you do at a Oklahoma lake with no boat um, and we uh, which is not much yeah <laughs> so it was out there wading in the water yeah you can't even like body surf or anything because there's no waves <laughs> yes uh, and if you I mean I'm sure other every lake in Oklahoma is man made. And yeah. the dirt in Oklahoma is super red. Mm-hmm. And so almost every single lake in Oklahoma is Gross. incredibly dirty. Um, yeah. As far like, as like... Like stains, if you have white <laughs> on your swimsuit, stains it brown. Yes. That's how dirty it is. So you cannot see anything. So if you have a fear of bodies of water where you cannot see what is in the water, you, Oklahoma lakes are not for you. No, they um, are not. You can't... You, the, you can't even see, like, if you put your arm into the water, you can't even see your hand, let alone see your feet. Yeah. So that is kind of the painting the picture for you. Um, and in that moment, um, my 22, 3-year-old three. Three self thought, oh, it'd be hilarious if uh, I told them I was skinny dipping right now because it's in, now it's in the middle of the day. We'd already broken the ice the night before, um, and they can't see anything anyway. I mean, uh, it's so dirty. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, through they they started to kind of float further out, and I stayed a little bit back. And there there was a good like distance away from us that even if you could see something, you couldn't see something because they were so far away. And so I um, I kick off my shorts, and my plan is that I'll say like I'm skinny dipping. They'll respond with something like No, you're not. And you don't don't believe me. And I will th- at that moment kick my shorts up and they'll float to the top and then, you know, we'll all laugh and, you know, there's that dumb joke. Well, turns into <laughs> kick the shorts off. I have them, um, you know, near me in my hand so I can throw them, you know, push them up. And I say, hey guys, I'm skinny dipping or whatever I said. Uh, and they were like, hey, no, you're no, not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Then I, with my hand, I, I, or my foot, I don't remember, I like push them, like, you know, thrust them towards the top and they never make it. (laughs) And I like look down, they don't like, I, I have no physical contact with my swimming trunks at in this moment. They are not rising to the top. I am like (laughs) looking down at the water. I cannot see anything. I look up towards them. They see my face that I'm, I'm obviously making. And then I dive underwater and I am just frantically waving my arms like a madman, just like trying to figure out where these shorts are. I can't see anything because the water is so murky. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like diving everywhere and just, I mean, I can't, you can't open your eyes like and and see anything under there. And so I feel like I'm like diving under for a long time trying to find them. I don't know. It's probably only like 20, 30 seconds at most, but, and then I resolve to the fact that they're gone. They're gone. I am now naked in the middle of the day in a lake, um, not near the beach. And I like look up at Sarah and I'm like, um, I need you to go get me a towel. <laughs> and I was just doubled over laughing hysterically <laughs> because you've, you're, you're never embarrassed and you've never up until that point been it like i've never actually seen you embarrassed because it's just it's impossible to embarrass you and then just the look on your face was so (laughs) so classic um and just you're like you're so shy bashful like i need a towel (laughs) i just i could not handle it it was the best moment (laughs) yeah so that is probably my the most embarrassing moment that I yeah. can that I can think of that, that I have had, um, but that did remind me that that actually wasn't my first skinny dipping experience. Um, oh, that it basically almost the same story. Um, 
less and I feel like way less embarrassing probably. I don't remember how I felt in the moment, but um, if you are not aware of my history and backstory, my parents actually own a water park in the small town that I grew up in, and so I grew up living at a water park. I mean, uh, every single summer, every single day, eight plus hours a day. Well, I had this uh, ragtag group of friends um, from the water park that were like the kids that were dropped off by their parents every day. And like, you know, those were the people that end up like hanging out with some. And it was like after we closed. Yeah, definitely. It was after we closed and we're all oh, probably 10 or something mm-hmm. like, you know, just adolescent boys being stupid and we decide that we're going to skinny dip. So we're like all in the pool um, and we all like take off our swimming trunks and throw them up on the side and we're like, you know, free. I just Cause really I'm free. don't understand the, <laughs> the like, I mean, there is, it's, it's because it's like freeing and like not normal. You know what I mean? Like it's not accepted, I guess, in society. And that's why skinny dipping is such a thing. I don't understand it. It's actually the exact same. Is it not? You've you've never tried it. You don't know. It's like, you know how much you enjoy showers? Just, it's like showering with nature, you know, just, you're just out. As God intended. Whatever. (laughs) Continue. Um, so we're all, you know, little boys snickering and, and mm-hmm. laughing and, and all this stuff. Well, a couple of them, they decide that it would be hilarious um, to jump out of the pool, grab my shorts and run them as far away as possible. Mm. And I'm like screaming at them, like, you know, to yeah. bring them back. And they go and they take my swimming trunks and they go take them inside of the you know the place where like you buy your tickets and your concessions and all that my dad is in there like doing the accounting or whatever he you know did after we closed like for the day and they put him they put my shorts in this like the room like Mm -hmm. with him and so now i'm like have to get out of the pool butt naked Mm -hmm. and walk the length of the water park (laughs) run actually yeah run the length of the water park go inside (laughs) And I like, I don't say anything to my dad. I just, I don't even, I, I, he didn't even look up. So maybe he didn't know. (laughs) I have no idea. never talked about it. Um, but I like ran in there. I grabbed my shorts and ran out. Mm -hmm. It's like, see, that's what I'm saying. Assess situations and figure out if there's an embarrassing scenario. If there is, don't do it. Yeah. But guess what? I have that you don't. A story. Exactly. Apparently I do have a story that I don't know about though. You do have a story that you don't know about. You do know about it. As soon as I start telling it. I'm going to know and I'm going to get really embarrassed and really red and my voice is going to shake. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you're um, probably going to cry because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'll cry, but you'll definitely may uh, not want me to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the whole thing. Uh, you're not giving me any choice here. <laughs> No, of course not. Which is so unfair and makes me embarrassed just thinking about it. Because <laughs> if I make you not share the story, then we have no podcast. Yep, here is it goes. Is that what we're saying? Diving in. Oh, gosh. I, I, uh, I really, you, my heart is racing. I know, you but you're going to know what it is almost as soon as I start talking. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, snickering like a little boy. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really just like I, how much you're laughing I, right I, now. Well, because uh, well, as soon as you know, it's less funny because oh. you're, you're more embarrassed right now, not knowing what it is. Yeah. Even though you're going to be pretty embarrassed when I start telling that whenever we were dating. Oh. Um, oh. We. I think I know. Um, it's the story you tell all of our friends, and I hate, <laughs> hate <laughs> that you tell them. It's so it's so unfair. I get. No choice in the matter. It's just so unfair. You have a choice. No, I don't. Can Look I, what you're doing to me right now. May I tell the story? I can't say no, you or can. we don't have a podcast. Well, we don't have to put a podcast out today. Marriage Counseling 101 right here. <laughs> I mean, you've told it to enough people. What's the internet going to do, you know? Because it's 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 an incredible story. To you. Let's preface. <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe I've built it up too much now, but who cares? Um, so we... I think you just really love it because of how embarrassed I am by it. 
Yeah. Probably. We should go to counseling about that. (laughs) Betterhelp.com slash Jensen. So we were, um, when we were dating, Mm -hmm. we were probably, I think we were driving at this point. So probably 16, 17. Probably 17. 17. um, And if you don't know our backstory, we've been dating since we were like three years old. And so we we had been like together for at least a couple years, best friends for a while um, at this point. Um, moving definitely towards the way of, um, mirage. Um, <laughs> and we, my, also we have to preface this by, well, go ahead. So, um, we're like, we're in love mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, we're, uh, we're 17 years old and we're, we're just in love and my mom is not home and we're in my room. Like we're not, su- we're not supposed to be, um, because my mom, you know knows what 17 year olds do whenever they're home alone in in bedrooms and so (laughs) i just thought my parents might listen to this i don't think they know that hey brad hey trisha oh god this is a great story of my mom leaving us home alone um this is a story of actually (laughs) i've just decided i'm not going to be embarrassed by this story anymore because this is a story that proves how not attentive you were to me this is all on you. This is all your fault. I, I, I am not. I'm telling the story exactly how it is. I know. I'm not saying you aren't. I'm saying I'm deciding not to be embarrassed by it because you were just rude. <laughs> uh, it, okay. Well, we can, we, can flip, we can return to that moment. Okay. Um, but <laughs> we're 17. Yeah. We're, we're in my bedroom. And we are. What's funny is like we grew up in church. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we are trying to live our, you know, best life mm-hmm. and, you know, not engage in to sexual activities before we're married. And so we're, we are skirting the line like good Christian boys and girls do. Um, we're <laughs> A little more we're than like, skirting hey, the line. Hey, what are, what are the rules um, yeah. so, I can, we're get, to find those so I can get right up next to it <laughs> and you? <laughs> so... We're like, we're trying to stay, we're trying to stay within the rules. We're not going to have sex before we're married. So. But what is, what's defined sex? Um, You know, at the moment, whenever we just, you know, uh, intercourse is sex. Um, But uh, we were, we decide, I I don't know, through the course of whatever was happening, making out and stuff, we decide that um, I was like, I'm going to give you a massage. Yeah. You know, like a, like a good boyfriend. I'm going to give you a massage. Good boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and ruined it a couple minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I'm, I'm a, you know, this was a good, this is a, you know, a, just a romantic massage. No, no funky business involved. Um, right. like, and I'm not even saying that facetiously. I'm literally saying we actually were being good boys and girls <laughs> and only giving massages. <laughs> Well, well, one was receiving, one was giving, and uh, a regular massage. And so we did, you know, so massage, massage with massage, massage. Can't even <laughs> say words anymore. Uh, <clears throat> with, with a shirt on. That's a, that's. A, I mean, you can't you can't it's really get massage. in there. It's not a massage with a shirt on. So through the course of massage time, Sarah takes her shirt off. Um, she's laying face down, so I'm not. I'm not uh, enjoying the view. Um, I, I'm not supposed to be seeing anything mm. yet. Um, the the shirt comes off, and you know, giving the <clears> massage. <throat> but also, I mean, kind of the bra straps are in the way, and so you know, bra ends up um, being unbuckled, giving you know a nice, decent massage. Now, mm-hmm. full lotion. Okay, you know, getting in there. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, all of a sudden, in the middle. Of massage time. I still get so angry at you about this. <laughs> we hear the front door open and mom is home and we're like, oh crap. And so I jump off of sitting on your butt because that's how, you know, you do that, that's how you, that's how you give massages whenever you're couples. You don't have a mas- massage table. You're sitting on someone's butt mm-hmm. and uh, giving a massage. <clears throat> and <laughs> my, my mom comes to the door. And she knows we're there because my car is outside or, you know, however she knows we're there. And we are not in the common space of the living room. And so I'm pretty sure she makes a beeline for my room 
for that. Because your room was in the basement. My room's in the basement. I have like this, you know, half basement room thing and it's like decent size. And the, I, the laundry room is also in the basement on the other side. And it's, I feel like it's rare that my mom would, you know, come home straight from the door, go downstairs to do laundry. So oh, I, yeah. I feel like it was kind of a, uh, got to check on these kids. Mm. Um, so we, we hear the door open. As soon as the door opens, like I'm up and we're, um, you know, just scrounging to like, you know, get clothes back on. And, but you, since I'm in the basement, I can hear her footsteps and her footsteps, right. you know, she's, she's, a, she's a five foot woman, mm-hmm. you know, five foot zero. And these, these footsteps are a moving. You can hear the pitter patter of mom coming. And and my, my room actually is the exact footprint of the living room that is upstairs. Yes. And so the, the front door is on one side of my room and then you go down to the other, the other side of the living room and there's the stairs and you come down. So you hear my mom open the door we we jump up, you know, hearts a fluttering and she starts walking and then we hear her walking towards the stairs. Or panicking, panicking, and like trying to figure out what to do. She's already making her way down the stairs. And so I just grab Sarah's shirt and brassiere. I throw it underneath the covers <laughs> and take like, off. I'm, and then I run out of the room towards the stairs um, to uh, hopefully intercept my mom on the right. way. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I run to the edge of my door and then I stop, you know, and then just casually walk out do to do just go into the restroom, mom. Hey, how's it going? Um, and I meet her at the top of the, like, it's at the top of the stairs whenever yeah. I meet her and you know, my plan is to foil her plan and keep her from going downstairs. And you, you know, in that moment, we're supposed to be getting your clothes, which on. I was, you know, which, which you were, you were, but then at this moment, she ignores or recognizes my efforts um and i can't say anything now i'm already upstairs i was supposed to be going to the restroom she decides she's still going downstairs and so i'm like stuck up there like what the crap what what am i supposed yeah, to cause do because you can't just like walk back right down. i can't be like oh never mind i don't have to go to the bathroom hey mom please come up here i need to show you something right now <laughs> so i mean the the only the only casual thing to do was to let this play out um and she makes I'll it. never forgive you for it. <laughs> she makes it downstairs. She turns the corner into my bedroom. Sarah is laying underneath the covers. I had no options. The blanket up to her chin, laying on her back in my bed, blanket up to her chin and unmoving. And my mom stands in my doorway and starts talking to you. And I don't, I have no idea what the conversation was. Um, I don't even remember. I, I don't even know if I used the restroom. I acted like I did or something, but then I like, I stood at the top of the stairs, you know, listening to like, what the heck is happening? I see my mom. She's just standing in the doorway talking to you for a unbearable amount of time. Unbearable. It probably was like 30 seconds. I don't know. But I mean, you are laying in my bed, essentially naked. No shirt on. Yeah. No shirt on with the blanket. Up to your yeah, I had no options. Up to your chin, um, unmoving, and she's like shooting the breeze basically with you, mm-hmm. um, asking you like, you know, what's going on? What blah, are you blah, doing? What are you doing? And then um, she's like, "Are you?" I think she said, "Are you cold?" Um, and you're like, <clears throat> "Yes." Why? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's yeah, kind of cold in yeah, here." Yeah, I'm really cold. And like, which also, let's be fair, it was always cold in your house. Yes. So that but, wasn't like. You know. Yeah, but son's girlfriend. Is, oh, obviously she knew. Yeah, laying in bed, uh, like st- still as a statue. Yeah, because you left me alone. Yes, but that well, it one. I understand. There you was had a plan no involved, options. and two. I mean, it was a bit of flight or flight, fight or flight. Yeah. Um. But, because. But also, but also this. The my plan was was to save you mm-hmm. and it failed and then it resorted to you having to save yourself with no other option and the only other option i would have is to very very obviously right distract my mom right and so and eventually she went in the other room and did a load of laundry and i could put my shirt on yes i think this is going to be a lesson for everyone who's fooling around and don't want your parents to catch you 
never leave a shirt laying on the floor inside out because that's what ruined me. <laughs> I didn't have time to change it. Turn Are it. we giving advice to yes? People, to I never want anybody to experience what I had to experience. So you need to have your go bag ready yes. next to it. You need to have your shirt it may not only not inside out. It needs to be like kind of folded where ready your head to go. where your head can go immediately into it and just yes. in one fat in one swoop movement. Shirt is on. Exactly. I'm not even kidding. It may seem like it may seem like it's killing the moment a little bit. It's gonna save you one of these times. I'm not even kidding you. I mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not embarrassed about this anymore. I'm just gonna use it as a lesson. Everybody needs to have your shirt ready. <laughs> oh, I'm serious, man. that's what ruined me because I had my shirt like Obviously. And I was like working, but right. I, and I got it like on, what is that called? Inside out. Right. Like I, I right side, out. right side out. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't have enough time to get it right side out and over my head. Yeah. Because it would have like, you could have gone braless with just the shirt on right. and played it off. Right. Like, cause you know, you could, yeah, you, you could, could do sat that in a certain way that you couldn't really tell. Yeah. I mean, or I could have even just had the blanket like right sitting still though. Yeah, I could have been you, sitting. She could have easily, you know, been able to see your shoulders that you have a shirt on, and right? Like all that, and, and I could have been sitting. Yeah, but I ha- I didn't even have the option to sit up with the blanket around me. You yeah. know what I mean? So just and then the the finality of the story. Just a little uh, P.S. Um, is I was like obviously something was up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I like casually like made my way into the laundry room right across from my room but my mom was in there and I like you know just saying what's up to my mom casually yeah Yeah. and she said something about like um like why why Sarah like you know being weird or whatever no she she asked something like you know why she not moving or Mm. you know whatever basically saying like I know what is Mm -hmm. happening and I was like oh she's like why is she blah 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 and I was like I don't know she's just weird like, you know, like that fixes everything. And then we just walked out. Also rude. <laughs> blame it all on me. Leave me to fend for myself and then blame it all on me. I mean, I could have gone the route of, oh, I was giving her a naked massage. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't have been good either. But <laughs> Yes, because the one time that we did get caught um, making out at your parents' house, we were both grounded from each other for a a long time. Long time. Like yep. a solid, it was over a month that we were grounded from seeing each other except for at church. Yep. So. We thought we were a lot careful than we were, you know? Well, we kind of were because we, we did a lot with. we're not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> we got away with a lot. We got away with a lot. We, we, we did um, never cross the black and white line. <laughs> Of, of you know the, the Christianity, yeah. um, played know. around in the gray yeah. though, you know. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, more we pl- played okay. around, you know, in the in <laughs> the gray. Let's not go too far into it, you know. <laughs> I forgot about that story. I always forget about that story until you decide to tell it to one of our friends, and then I get re embarrassed every time. I mean, it's a pretty funny story. I think it's like one of the more traumatic things that have happened to me, so I just block it out, you know. It's like one of those pillars of your personality that, yeah. Um, if you, you know, you go into counseling, and you're trying to figure out like what you're. I'm pretty sure it yeah. stems from when I was 17. And I, <laughs> honestly, though, it might be. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have such a fear of being embarrassed. Maybe. Which is why I'm now an advocate for it may kill the moment for just a minute, but make sure your T-shirt is ready. I think this is actually a good segue to just keep on this uh, train of telling good uh, makeout stories. Um, oh, is it? Okay. Well, I mean, we're here. I don't know when this is going to come back around. You know, it's like, True. Okay. I mean, this is a good, this is a good story too. Oh gosh. Um, so my parents own this water park. Oh um, yeah. I hate this story. No, I mean, I don't know why. It's just weird. It's funny. I guess. Um, I don't think it's that funny. Go ahead. It's funny to me. Yeah. Um, so... I am, you know, we're basically around the same age um, now, and my, I, I've been entrusted with. Well, we're a little, a little older. Like we've been together. We're pretty established at this point, and like. Yeah, but we're still only like probably seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, but I just mean like your parents kind of leave us alone, and yeah. you know. Um, and I have been entrusted with keys to the kingdom um, of yeah. the water park. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have a set of keys just in case I need to like, you know, go in there and work or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, 
and I, Sarah and I, it, you know, we, we, we don't live, uh, away from our parents. Sarah lives still at home. Right. I still live at home. I was so, in school still, like yeah. high school. We don't have any, we don't have any like solid makeout spots, you know, it's like right. we can, we can go parking, also, but then it's like, where do you go? And yeah, then, there's oh. not a great, there's not a lot of parking spots in <clears throat> small towns and everyone knows your car. Right. So then if you're parked, they're My like, windows what are you tinted. doing? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, so, it wasn't conducive for that. So the water park, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, bo- it, uh, becomes, you know, a pretty good, uh, makeup spot whenever nobody's there. So, yeah. um, also we would legitimately just go swimming after hours. We wouldn't always go to the, and make out. I mean, make out in the pools though. So whatever. I mean, it started swimming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we would just swim and only make out a little bit. Sometimes we make out a lot and only swim a little bit. I just want to point out that we're n- normal people. We were 17. Too. Of course we were normal people. No, that's I mean. That's what 17-year-olds do. I mean, I want your parents to know we didn't use our water park as our makeout spot all the time. We went swimming, too. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. It you doesn't You don't have matter. to justify the actions of a 17-year-old who is <laughs> madly in love with you know another 17, 18-year-old. Um, and so we, we uh, make our way up to the water park and we we go in there i don't even i don't even know if we were there for the intention of making out but because we're 17 mm-hmm. we start making out of course mm-hmm. um and <laughs> we end up making out on my dad's desk um yeah. you know as one does <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh you know we, and then we left that that was it but then um it was like, I don't remember how much later, but maybe at least a few weeks. It could have even been like a month or more. My dad ends up telling me that there was one day that he was like driving through a splash zone because, um, you know, to get the mail or check on something. And he saw our car in there. And so he decided to sneak in there and scare us mm-hmm. um, because he knew we were there. So he goes in and he like sneaks through the gate. You know, sneaks to the door, you know, real quiet. And then he goes into the office and he stumbles upon us making out on his desk. And instead of scaring us or doing anything. Like a normal dad would do. (laughs) He sneaks his way back out and just leaves. Goes home. (laughs) Uh, Which I appreciate. Yeah. In the moment. Because it doesn't I'm didn't glad. traumatize you in the moment. I'm glad. And I didn't find out for a long time. Yeah. Like, you didn't tell me that for a long time. I appreciate. But now I, mean, I can look at it with uh, removed yeah. feelings. I mean, I would assume <laughs> that my dad probably thought that we were having sex or about to. And so yeah. he was like, this was going to be too awkward yeah. you know, to even <laughs> engage with. Um <sighs> And we've yeah. been together so long at that point, he probably was assuming we were doing it anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, that is a, I don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> a random story that fits in right now that <laughs> I get to tell because I <laughs> think it's funny. Yeah. And all of our friends know the stories now, so you don't have anybody to tell it to. Yes. Yeah. And they really know it now. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. The whole internet. Did that spark any... Uh, no. Embarrassing stories? So... I, I was thinking about this earlier, obviously, <laughs> um, and I, I had this thought of, you know, th- we, I have these like big, I guess, embarrassing stories or whatever of like things that have happened and, and, um, you know, that are trivial things. Like it, right. it was a, something in the moment, get caught naked in a lake, you mm. know, type embarrassment, <laughs> Trivial, yeah, you know, as one does. Yeah. Um, and, but then. I had this overwhelming, like, embarrassment, like, feeling, Mm -hmm. um, because uh, this happened, this, just literally the other day, this happened to me, of, I have this thing that, um, of it, get, like, getting embarrassed, like, like, cringing, like, with embarrassment, thinking about things that I have said in the past, um, or basically that, and, not not that it was embarrassing in the moment, but rethinking about what I did oh. in that moment. And now I'm like, like it legitimately, like I, I get like, cr- like those feelings. Right. Cause you're a different like, person now. And, and I just thought I'm not going to tell the story because I, I mean, essentially I had this memory of 
where I was in this moment and I was like talking to somebody and rethinking about it now, I said something that was like so like racist hmm. and in the, I, I know in that moment, like, cause I, I can take myself back there. I, it wasn't that I was, you know, had any sort of like hate or right. that, you know, type of like racism of just like that person's not as good as I am right. type thing. But just the words that I said, no doubt about it, mm-hmm. like were racist. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I didn't know that in the moment and I didn't think about it in the moment. Right. And it's now like almost 10 years later and I was walking down the street the other day and like for some reason that memory like in the exact words I said like came up and like I know like I probably got red like Mm -hmm. in the face and just like cringing like my heart just like caving in on itself of just like I cannot believe Mm -hmm. like that that is so embarrassing that like that is in my past and that somebody other than like a very close person to me was in that moment with me hearing that. And right. they, pro- they maybe still have that memory of me saying that. And it's like, so I like feel. That's why like, I assess every situation. <laughs> <laughs> and I decide to just stay quiet. <laughs> it helps. I don't have any of those. Now I do have. That's not to say that doesn't happen to me because it happens to me on a daily basis, pretty much. I get so embarrassed so easy. So, like, I, but I look back and see, like, a way that I responded or, or just, like, something I said, but not necessarily that was, like, controversial, but just literally, like, I, I get so flustered so easy and I don't really know, like, I'm not very good at social things and, like, I just... Yeah. And so like I say something because I'm trying to, you know, whatever, but I'm in my head too much. And so it just comes out wrong and all these things. Right. I look back and like, I feel so embarrassed for myself for like days. I'm like, it's the only thing that can play in my head. And I'm just like, oh, I'm such a weirdo. Like, I can't. I can't. And so then I just like crawl in a hole and die, you know? Yeah. But I don't think like, I don't think I have anything that's like really controversial more so than just like, I don't know words most of the time. So, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say like things that I had said, you know, were controversial. Well, I just. They just, you know. Yeah. I I just didn't. I don't know what other word to. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't know words. It was more <laughs> ignorant than it was like controversial, yeah. like yeah. just coming you know, from a place of ignorance. That's the thing, like you're, which this gets into a di- completely different conversation, but like you're so many people throughout your life and mm-hmm. like you are a product of, well, a product of where you come from. Like um, you're taught certain things depending on what culture you live in, right? And mm-hmm. like, it's so... Uh, subconscious like you don't even realize it until you obviously like teach yourself and you like get outside of yourself and where you're from and like learn new things that you can realize like oh I mean I knew that I was never a racist or whatever Mm -hmm. like I, I knew that I'm not that person but I didn't realize like what the culture I live in looks like and when you live in middle America when you live in Oklahoma like I mean that's just unfortunately right how it is there's like this underlying thing that you just don't even recognize growing up until you're a little older and can really like i don't know see it right from an outside perspective yeah you you mature which gives you the ability of hindsight right then looking back at your and it gives you the the ability to understand other people like when you're young you it's hard to understand it's hard to even fathom the idea of understand like what does that even mean mm-hmm. you know that's not in your brain like at all yeah like something not necessarily it's not embarrassing it's more so just like um i mean just regretting it and like is it humiliation is that different oh uh, well no i'm i'm thinking about specifically like i now regret not learning spanish like whenever i was a kid yeah you I know do too. because in, in I I I know I can I can remember all the times like you know because we 
we had Spanish in grade school and junior mm-hmm. high and in high school. I could have actually paid attention every in single year any of those classes and actually learned Spanish. Like I know, I mean, I don't even I know like a dozen right. Spanish words. Like it's like nowhere near like anywhere like to be able to understand or speak it. Yeah, and you know, I took. I mean, well, I guess I didn't t- take. I was sat in a class <laughs> learning Spanish for how many ever years that was. Didn't learn a single thing of it. And I know that part of that was because of just being a stupid kid growing up in Oklahoma and being ignorant and saying, like, um, why do I need to learn Spanish? Like, if other people are coming to my country, right? then they need to learn my language. Like, I'm not going to learn their language because they're coming to my country. Right. And it's like, quit being a stupid a-hole. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's like, I want to, like, go back to you know, old, like older me, like go back to younger me. And you know, there's more than I would say than just learn Spanish, but like, (laughs) you know, but specifically like that, like, don't be like so ignorant, right? Just learn Spanish because there are more people in this world than just the few million Americans. Like, right. This this will help you. That's the key is it's not, it's not necessarily like about, um, you know, people coming here, whatever it is. It's like, just the realization that there's more than America. Yeah. Which Americans don't learn until they're older. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, especially if you don't live on the coasts, especially. Yeah. It's just like, America is what it is, and it's the, the thing. Mm-hmm. But because, like, in that era and in that area of the country that I grew up in, it was, you know, the, I just felt that way. Um, in, you know, whenever I was in grade school or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I knew I wasn't going to learn Spanish because of people coming to my country. Mm -hmm. And I obviously wasn't going to go visit Mexico. Um, and if I was, I was going to speak English because I'm American, you know, it's like just (laughs) stupid, stupid, ignorant, rural American thinking. Right. And it's like stuff like that, that is so, I think it's not even like, it's beyond embarrassment. Like, I don't really think about it and be like, man, I'm so embarrassed by that. I'm more just like. I think it's more heartbreaking. Like regret. Yeah. You know? It's just like a little heartbreaking that um, that is the way that a lot of people grow up and don't experience something different. I think, like, I I think we're really lucky to have, like, gone the way that we did and to, like, find it in ourselves to, like, realize that, like, okay, look, like, this is not cool or, like, something's off here. I'm going to figure out what it is, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we we didn't have to move away to figure that out. Like, we lived in Oklahoma until we were 28, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but there are, there are a lot of people who live in rural America. I don't want to just single out Oklahoma, but yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm from. So, um, who live there their entire life and just, like, it just happens, yeah. like, because you don't get away from it or, mm-hmm. or like you don't even, I don't know, pay attention. And so you just become it. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's just not it's the lack of having a, a broad experience or like a broad experience. Like, right. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just just not having knowledge of, or just experiencing a lot. You right. experience the same thing over and over and over and over again. Eventually, it's going to plant itself, right. you know. It's, the it's isolation just like, and yeah. the lack of experience. It's with just other people. like how you know, if somebody says to you over and over and over and over again that you are not worth anything, you believe you're not worth anything, mm-hmm. even though that's not true. And even though, like, somewhere in your brain, you think like, but maybe it's fine. Like, maybe I'm okay. But you're gonna believe what people tell you. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. So, like, unless, of course, you do a lot of really hard work. And unfortunately, in middle America, you're just in a bubble. And it's very easy to not do a lot of hard work. Yeah. And it's still like that today because mm-hmm. I have read the Facebook comments that come through on some of my family members' like yeah. posts that they will do. And I will read some of the comments under there. And it you know what gets me? makes me so... You know what gets me sometimes about that is, like, I just want to, like, you know, somebody makes some comment, some, like, awful, like, malicious comment about a Democrat or something. Mm -hmm. Very, very petty, like, whatever. I just want to comment to that person who knows me. (laughs) 
you know? Mm-hmm. And just be like, did you know that you're you're talking, talking me. to me right now? Like mm-hmm. you're threatening me, me even though we're friends. Yeah. Like Let me put a face with that comment. Please. And I think that's the important thing in everything mm-hmm. is like put a face to what you're to the situation. You know, like um that quote that says like there's not a there's not a person you can't love once you've learned their story. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I think what if their what if their story is they're a serial killer? Um, obviously that gets a little <laughs> dicey. <laughs> um, but I, have I a biography do, of Hitler you should read. <laughs> I do think that that you can kind of like examine somebody's. I don't really want to say Hitler. I don't, I feel no sympathy for Hitler. But like I think you can like examine somebody's life and. And still see maybe why yeah. they chose to go the direction they did, right. or like yeah. most of the there time is stories like that. Yeah, most of the time, awful people didn't start out awful. Mm-hmm. Like I would argue that no nobody really starts out awful. Like yeah. when you're born, you're innocent. That's the whole point, right? And mm-hmm. so like I do think that you can kind of look at somebody's life and examine and at least understand where they're coming from versus like. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to feel sympathy for certain people, for certain individuals. I'm like, okay, you made your choices. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> let's just, whatever. But I do think that you can at least try to see why they did what they did. And that makes you a more empathetic individual. And that's how you should be. Empathy. Yes. I very much believe in empathy. I and- wonder if that is part of your embarrassing like the reason that oh you... yes i i feel like i get embarrassed for people like i i feel their embarrassment or like even if they're not embarrassed but i see like you know somebody else is like oh, okay what is this guy doing i'm like oh let me just protect them like i feel so sad yeah oh yeah i i 100 believe that because you're so high on the empathy scale very yeah like you can't handle embarrassment in your own life because you can barely handle witnessing something embarrassing yeah like we have a friend um his name is Wes shout out Wes love you um I used to get like so embarrassed (laughs) around him not because I love him to death he's hilarious he has no semblance of embarrassment like it just doesn't happen for him he just goes around shouting and screaming and being himself and it's wonderful and beautiful and I'm just over here like Oh, please don't judge him. Like, I am I love him so much, and he has such a good heart. But I'm, like, so terrified that somebody's going to, like... Like, he, he is 0% embarrassed. Right. And you are all embarrassed. Yes, I'm 100, and he's 0. Yeah. yeah. There are two videos on our channel that we that Wes and his then-fiance, uh, Lindsay, but now wife, was a part of. Um, and I will link those in the show notes um because it actually both of both of the videos have very clear examples of what sarah is talking about and we even actually i think talk about the fact (laughs) that like his uh wife now and sarah were like very embarrassed by the situation that was happening i do i do um love hanging out with Wes because of that though like he really teaches me like that it's fine and most people aren't paying attention to you (laughs) or that like they're just gonna find you funny you know, yeah. so I, I appreciate that about him, but I do have to, like, I, I have to adjust every time I'm around him. I'm like, okay, I feel so embarrassed, but it's fine. <laughs> like, Actually, here's a really good question that we get this question a lot from our videos, um, that I have quite, we have quite a few people who will ask, like, how do you go out in the world in the middle of New York city, mm-hmm. you know, in restaurants and stores and all these places in like vlog like yeah like hold up a camera that is not um inconspicuous at all no um it is a you know large camera it's drawing attention and you know talking to a camera which in in itself has a baseline of being embarrassing right um and then like you actually are carrying this gear that's like you know big so you avoid being embarrassed at all cost yes and yet we go out multiple times a week yeah and film and even you have done that by yourself too. Like in LA, you've done it by yourself. Even in New York, you've done that by yourself. So what is, how do you, like, I guess answer their question. Like, yeah. how do you go out and so, do that and not get embarrassed? <clears throat> First of all, I don't feel embarrassed by talking to a camera at all. Like it, it actually, it feels pretty natural to me, which is 
I wouldn't have expected that of myself. Um, it's because her dad is a cyclops. He has one large eye yeah. right in the middle of his face. And so it talking to a camera like, is yeah. like pretty normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like talking to a camera doesn't embarrass me. Although I will say if I'm filming a video like for my own channel at home sitting down and Cody is like working, um, I, I get embarrassed starting the video because somebody else is in the room. So like. I usually make him put headphones in and like turn up music really loud or something so he doesn't hear me at least start the video. Mm-hmm. But once I'm into the video, I don't care. Um, so I don't know what that that's. I would say I don't know piggyback what that is. on that. I that is the that is literally the only time th- for me too. That like even I'm not embarrassed around you, but like when we're out in public, starting the video with people around is embarrassing to me. Yeah, like, I. Like once we're in the video and I'm like telling the story or like I'm in like even like pulling out the camera and starting to talk, but I've already began the story. Exactly. So like I'm into it. It's kind of like tunnel vision. Initial like shalom, like I wear blah blah blah. Like that part of it, like I there is a little wave of embarrassment that I have to get over. Yeah, Um, I think uh, also speaking to like out filming for me it's a little bit of tunnel vision because i don't i don't actually notice anybody else when we're filming Mm. like when i'm looking at the camera talking walking whatever like i don't actually notice if anybody else is watching us or or what's happening so it's a little bit of tunnel vision um which is nice because i can just pretend like it's not happening um another thing is like in bigger cities. I, I I don't know what it's like in smaller cities because we didn't really film that much in Tulsa. Um, I mean, we did a couple videos, you know, whatever. But like actually walking around filming, like we mm-hmm. didn't really do that. Um, so like in New York and in LA, there's so much going on that generally speaking, nobody cares what you're doing. So I think um, just the idea that there's like so much happening around you, it makes it feel a little better because you're not the only thing that's like weird or standing out, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's it. But mostly I think it's just like, I'm not embarrassed to talk to a camera that it starts from there. Like it feels natural to me to talk to a camera hmm. and like who I am on camera is exactly who I am in real life. That like, right. I I can't, there's no different like personality there. Like I don't, I don't even just like instinctively like get more excited or whatever. Like I'm just, who I am on camera is who I am. So I don't know. Yeah. I think just practicing being natural on camera you, and everything else comes naturally eventually. Yeah. It it wasn't an easy start for you. Like like I I had to talk you into making videos for years. Like for right. like doing your book videos and all that type of stuff. Like we um like you me and your friends, like we told you to do that for years and like right. talk tried to talk you into it, even like had you make like fake videos just to practice like before like you edited one like so it wasn't that you immediately just started doing it no I just but I I just don't I didn't understand I thought that I right it was more it was more the hurdle of the first time because once you actually like after your first one you were like oh I was like oh that was super easy okay yeah yeah the but what I think is super fascinating is that you hate being the center of attention like you hate drawing attention to yourself yes and you avoid embarrassment at all cost yes and yet like going out and vlogging draws attention to you yes and you know potentially is embarrassing yeah you know depending on how you feel about it right but that doesn't matter like right like (laughs) i can't explain it i do know that i am a contradiction so that is true (laughs) I don't know. I can't explain it, really. I don't know why. And even, like, you are anxiety-prone. Yes. But yet, like, anxiety... Well, you don't even have anxiety about it. But, like, it, like a lot of people, they would maybe, like, work up the courage to, like, go out and, like, film or something. But then they wouldn't turn, actually turn on the camera because their anxiety would, like, build up. Right. And, like, I can't do it. I'm mostly like that with other people. But it's not because of the camera. It's because of other people. Like, um... I've only really felt comfortable filming, like, on my own in front of you and, like, my two best friends Mm -hmm. that I've, like, gone traveling with. Um, But if I'm with somebody that I don't know, like, the most, I don't pull out a camera. I'm terrified about it. And also, like, I I think a prime example is, like, when we first started hanging out with Sarah Dietschy Mm -hmm. and, like, 
she brought her vlogging camera around, which I knew. I mean, we were vlogging too. It's totally fine. But like, I didn't talk. Like, I didn't know like Mm -hmm. what to even say or, you know, like, but it's not because of the camera. It's because like, I don't, I didn't know Sarah that well. Yeah. Um, or like when we went to their pop-up thing that they had and like John asked all of us, like, what'd you guys think of it? You know, I was like, I didn't know. Obviously, the answer is it was amazing, but I didn't know how to say that because I didn't know John that well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's mostly people that I, I don't know what that means about me. <laughs> yeah, because I love people, but I also am so embarrassed in front of people. So who knows? It's very interesting. Yeah. In contradiction. Yep, and I can't really articulate it. Like. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure there's like words to why I'm a weirdo, but I can't articulate it. So I don't know. Does that embarrass you? Um, no. <laughs> Mostly just makes me question like <laughs> <laughs> who I am. <laughs> it doesn't embarrass me. It just makes me question literally everything about my entire life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I, ju- I just think like if you get comfortable being in front of a camera everything else will like become comfortable too eventually like it has to right also it's yeah. kind of nice that it, it is tunnel vision mm-hmm. like when you're filming especially filming yourself talking to a camera it's literally the only it's like a one track mind you can't think of anything else so the fact yeah. that there's other people standing next to you doesn't even phase yeah. you i have always like I've never really been embarrassed by it per se. Like, I'm not saying that there isn't moments of embarrassment, but right, just there like, definitely are. Like, like ultimately though, I've never really been embarrassed to do it or embarrassed by it. And I've always been confident, even when we were like in Tulsa or we'd even go to Enid and like, you know, mm-hmm. like a small town and like we had, you know, our camera out and we were like filming and all that type of stuff. Um, but I will say I definitely gained confidence just from, frequency like right. we, we do it all the time so I, i'm more confident in it um but then also there is a side of it that just the validation of the audience growing right does make me more confident in doing it mm-hmm. because it i'm not out here like it, it just feels a little bit different like it, it just starts to change of like i'm not out here just making videos of myself and like you know whatever um and though that is a good excuse to do anything right i mean we did uh, that's how we started that's why we started and i got over all of those feelings like i I would confidently go do it but i i'm just like right trying to articulate the fact that as the numbers of the audience grew so did my confidence in being able to just go out in any situation and vlog Mm -hmm. because it is it has become like it is my job like It's not like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just like making a home video, you know, or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, I, I am a YouTuber. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, this is the video that I'm making. This is what I do. Um, you know, it's like when I guess it's, it's kind of like in any career, I suppose. Just like the first day of work, you're mm-hmm. very insecure and like not confident in like, you know, whatever. You know, weeks go by, weeks go by. You end up being there for a year. And like now you know the ins and outs of the of the, the business. You know, you know your um your role and like this is uh my job um what do you call that your description like you know your job description really well so you know exactly what you do you know how to do it if somebody came in and asked you like you know hey can we're you know we're adding to the department can you teach them how to do these things you're like oh yeah of course like it it, right painting a picture of you know that everybody can understand of gaining that confidence over like time of, of doing it and gaining, uh, just like validation, validation or whatever it is. You can, I basically applying that to looking at YouTube and what we're doing now as like a job with the, the increased time and with the increased audience. I'm just now like fearless, essentially Mm -hmm. like of like going out and doing it. Right. Um, the only thing, the only thing that like still stops me, like if we're filming out is like, okay, well, how close are these people and what kind of setting are we in? Definitely. Because you always want to be conscious of like not disturbing the peace, you know? Yeah. That, but that has, that doesn't really have anything that, that is more about being a decent human being than it has to do with and being embarrassed by what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
there are some people who go to Starbucks to work and then they take a phone call, um, a business phone call, and they're screaming at the phone. It's like, that's the same as if we were to walk into Starbucks, sit down and start screaming at our camera really loud. So I really dislike when that happens. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there's that. There's that. I think that's the end. Uh, just a reminder, this this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.com slash Jensen. It is a, um amazing counseling service, and it's an alternative to the high-cost in-person uh, counseling services that you may find, but you get the same quality of counseling just through technology. Yep. Um, so you can get it as affordable as $35 a week. You can check it out by going to BetterHelp.com slash Jensen. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast um we appreciate the comments the ratings on itunes and all the things sharing it with your friends um yeah yeah we'll uh see you on the next one bye